1: Now, here is Dr.
0: Veerja Jackson.
1: Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerja Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And welcome to our all new episodes. Again, thank you again for those who gave me the summer off, and but continued to support our work and we've decided to do something new in this new season and time. Quarterly, I'm going to have a segment that's called Ask Dr. V. In the work that I do as a coach and a trainer and a consultant, there are growing trends and questions that people are often either asking me face to face or they are literally emailing me, texting, or calling. And I felt like, wow, why not take this time to create an opportunity for you to ask me questions, send them in, and we can share dialogue, insight, wisdom, both yours and mine, together to help others who have the same questions or going through the same trial. Well, this quarter, this episode is all about resilience and strength. My word for 2023... As everyone knows, I pick one word that I study, that I dive deep into, and I open my life and my heart for God to teach me more about. That word in 2023 is strength. I wanted strength for what I wanted to do. But as the year kicked off, I noticed that things were not going the way I wanted them to go. And in my study time, in my quiet time, some questions began to come up in my mind as I was leaning in to want to better understand strength. I was asking for strength. I had this amazing plan and I wanted God to give me strength to execute it. There was a quiet voice in me that said, what if nothing I planned or wanted happens? Would the strength to believe in wanting still count as strength? What if strength is not actually about holding on until I get what I want, but it's actually more about the strength to believe his grace is sufficient. (laughs) To write my plans down in pencil instead of pen, and when I need to erase, is he still faithful? (laughs) Could that, that act of erasing, could that actually also be strength as well? can I have strength to stand firm when this plan that I was so excited about when it wasn't actually happening, but I needed to stand firm on a plan that wasn't even mine. So this first Ask Dr. V is about how I have nine months into 2023 have still been unpacking the revelation that I've been getting around those words, resilience, and most importantly, strength. But I want to start first with this word resilience, and I want to make sure that we start off On the same page, when it comes to understanding how I'm looking at resilience and actually how I train others who are working through and in their own lives and the lives of others who are going through challenges and trials and experiences and changes and fears, I use this definition and understanding of resilience for us to understand how we're going to grow through resilience because resilience is a developed skill that is strengthened with opportunities of practice over time. Resilience to stand firm, to shift, to change course, to take risk, to bounce forward, But I want to make a distinction, a really clear point. Resilience is not just getting back up. That's actually survival, not resilience. Getting back up and complaining about what happened, repeating the same or the similar skills that you had before or repeating patterns that have helped you continue to stand, that is survival. Even though I'm still standing, doesn't mean that you're being resilient. It simply means you survived. Resilience is a developmental process of skills, new traits, characteristics, habits, mental narratives that are preparing and helping you process a movement that's forward. We don't bounce back in resilience. We bounce forward. But did you hear what I said? Resilience is also the preparation and the processing for forward movement. I actually had to get honest with myself. Am I asking for more strength because I am more committed to my hustle than I am to my faith. So focused on getting to the future version of my pain. Am I resilient? Am I pursuing strength? Because I'm constantly looking out ahead pressing and grinding and hustling to get to that thing. And therefore, I'm begging, asking, praying for strength. But because my eyes are constantly looking ahead, I had to get honest with myself and shift my request for strength that's only focused on tomorrow what I want in the future, that thing, that opportunity, that client, that healing, that change, that relationship, instead activating my strength that I have access to for today. He has given you a portion of strength and power that is designated for today. And sometimes we are so focused on tomorrow and then we hitch all of our hopes, our dreams about that tomorrow thing that we get stuck in a conversation of how we have failed because that thing that we were putting so much energy in that was going to happen We miss the opportunity to pay attention to the portion of strength and power that was given to you to be resilient in defining, preparing, and processing skills to have you prepare right now that preparation, that processing. You know what? That's strength as well. Keep striving and not making it. Yeah, I've actually been there. But I needed to stand and look at the truth of the data that was already all around me. When I would hear myself say, Nothing is going right. When I would hear myself say that none of this is what I wanted or I've hitched this right now that does not look like tomorrow, I've hitched that to the word failure. I actually had to pause and stand in this preparation moment. And actually ask, is it actually nothing? Or is it just not that thing? (laughs) Is it actually that nothing is going right? Has nothing gotten better? Has nothing changed? Or The change I wanted hasn't shown up, and therefore I am frustrated. I'll give you an example. This year, I set those goals I talked about. I was excited about them. They were ambitious goals. I had done the work for the past six years to get to this year. And what I wanted was what I felt I deserved. I had done the work. I had put the time in. And this was my year. Literally my words. Well, (laughs) it's September. And I have to be honest with you, this year, nothing I set a goal for has actually happened the way I thought it would happen. Yep, nothing. I had to decide though, as I sat With this conversation around strength and my desire to understand strength through the eyes of my God, I had to decide, will I open my heart to better understand in a season of resilience? Because I know I serve a God that is not a God of trickery, but he will use everything. I had to decide, am I going to keep asking asking for some future change or get clear on the present process that is preparing me for the place I am in right now? Am I going to keep harping on the nothing that I was counting on that wasn't showing up? Or am I actually going to polish my lenses to try to better understand what is it that he wants me to be prepared for before The thing I thought I was ready for actually came. And again, in my study time, in my inner parts, I had to ask myself, if I got it right now, could I keep it? (laughs) Do I have the financial wisdom? Do I have the forgiving heart? Do I have the effective system? Have I changed the habits that are necessary? Do I have the tenacious resolve? Do I have the bold attitude? Do I have the disruptive creativity? I'll give you a prime example of how In cultivating the developmental process of resilience to strengthen me in each opportunity, I will give you a prime example that literally held me to accountability. You see, one of the goals at the start of 2023 that I had, I wanted offices in multiple cities. If he gave me what I wanted, I had to ask, have I cultivated the necessary resilient skills, faith, and mindset to keep it if he gave me multiple cities right now? Honestly, when I tell you Whoa the flip. (laughs) Instead of expansion, he actually allowed me to lose the largest and oldest contract I have actually had for six years. Unexpectedly, at no fault of my own, a shift and a change within the organization that I wasn't even expecting. Instead of expansion, I experienced the scariest loss that actually in the moment I thought, wow, is six years all you're going to give me? I'm not going to be able to bounce forward from losing this amount of money all at once. Suddenly, this is going to be the end of living strong. I could have sat there with that frustration and called it failure because it didn't match my plan or Look at this moment for preparation for my bounce. What was going to be my next right step? (laughs) I put out some questions and I I asked people to ask me questions. And I, I found that a lot of people have been in this place of, not getting what they thought they wanted for 2023. And Esther actually asked, how do you stay the course when you are faithful and consistent doing all that you know how to do, but you are not seeing the results? Well, Esther, I'm going to be honest with you. The key is actually embedded in the middle of your question, all that you know how to do, <laughs> do for his plan or mine or yours, resilient skills. When I asked for expansion, I had to actually ask myself if he gave me every city I had on my list at the start of 2023. Am I ready? Will I make hard decisions when they may hurt someone's feelings or interrupt someone else's plans or disrupt someone else's needs? Am I ready? Will I reduce things that I want because the assignment requests or demands it? Will I stop habits that aren't sin but won't align with my future assignment? Will I take a risk outside of my comfort zone, develop a discipline that will serve me in a season I don't even know about yet because it's deeper than I can even see. Will I stop saying things that sabotage my thought life? Will I forgive mistakes of my own and others? Will I say no, even when it's uncomfortable because enabling is not love? Will I study those who have gone before me? I'm not the only one who is or has done hard things. Have I signed up for the classes, the networking group, the expensive course that will provide me with strategies I don't even know I need yet, but they have? (laughs) I had to pause and actually ask myself, hard questions to cultivate the resilient skill that would prep prepare me for a process of moving forward into the very expansion I thought I deserved, but I had to get honest. Was I ready for what it was going to cost to give me the very thing I said was my plan because I had done all of the right things, I had crossed all of the T's, I had dotted my I's, I had done the right thing, and I knew what I thought I needed to know. But what if this resilient move is an example of strength to stand firm in the moment and have resolve to take a risk that is unfamiliar, that is uncomfortable in order for me to make the next climb? What if I changed my language about the loss of a contract that sent fear to my bones instead of being in a fearful place What if I cultivated this moment to say, what now because of this? I have often quoted John Maxwell, and this moment brought me back to a quote that can make me feel really uncomfortable, but it's a hard truth. John Maxwell says that most people have uphill dreams, but a downhill habit. And if everything worthwhile is uphill, that means you have to make the choice to go and get it. And I had to decide, is that going to be me? You see, the old saying says, Insanity is doing the same thing, hoping for a different outcome. (laughs) You know what? That's not only insanity. That's actually also a trauma loop. (laughs) We have to get honest about where we are in our journey of moving forward. Are we so focused on pushing for, praying for, asking for the thing that is out ahead of us that we are unwilling to get honest about the things that we're trapped in a loop with? We are not willing to account for the downhill habits while we're fussing about not getting access to the uphill dream. Yep, this resilient journey in 2023, I asked for strength because there were things I wanted that were at the top of a hill that I thought I was ready to climb. But what he's taught me is that The strength I need right now is to believe that his grace is sufficient even in this season. And will my resilience be such that I look for the preparation because he is not a God of trickery. He does not set us up. He is not the one who's gonna pull the rug out from under you. He is not a representation of the person who let you down before. I will not box his character in to the images of humans who have set me up. He is far too big for that. So as I pay, pray for strength, I pray for strength right where I am right now and believing that his grace is sufficient for my preparation because his promise is still true on my life. So when I think about strength now, it's not something that I'm grabbing after. It's actually acknowledging what he's already given me and doing and cultivating the habits that are necessary for me to break the cycles and the loops and habits that continue to inhibit the opportunity for me to be ready for the very thing I thought I was strong enough to take. So when I asked you, our listeners, to send me some questions that you have around resilience and strength, I thought, hmm, let me see what you have to say and how can possibly some things I've learned in this season connect and hopefully bless you. We're going to take a short break And we'll be right back. And I'm going to share some of the questions from all of you.
0: Enjoying our shows and can't get enough
1: of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you.
0: This is Living Strong, the Flip Side of Adversity with Dr. Virdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 888 346 9141. That's 888 346 9141 You may also send an email to info at Now, back to Living Strong, the Flip Side of Adversity.
1: So, we're back. I want to say. This conversation for Ask Dr. V has really been amazing for me. So, I asked our listeners to send me some questions they've had about anything that had to do with resilience and strength. No more loops but skills, preparation, stance, and grace, recognizing that we're all going through some kind of change or uncertainty, but we all have a desire for forward movement, even if it doesn't look the way we thought it would. And Sherry asked for tips to stay focused and motivated. I go strong for a bit and then fizzle out heading into a downward spiral, then I get motivated again. <laughs> it is a constant cycle. Well, Sherry, honestly, I have been there myself. <laughs> and the first thing that comes to mind in my own journey where I've struggled with making change of consistency and Sustaining it over time, the first step in this life lesson that I've learned actually comes from Craig Rochelle. And it is that it's actually not about what I do, but who I am, who goals, not do goals, (laughs) who will I be? Not just what will I do? My girlfriend gathering crew, this will resonate with you because you'll remember at the top of the year in 2022, I asked you the same question to set three who goals, not just do goals. Why? Why? It comes out of this quote from James Clear. When working against you, identity change can be a curse. Good habits can make rational sense, but if they conflict with your identity, you'll fail to put them into action. Your identity emerges out of your habits. Your habits are how you embody your identity when you have not actually sat down and written out who you want to be not just what you want to do this thing is about who you believe you are in the middle of it there's an instagram quote that kept flying around that said, we don't get what we want. We get what we are. I want you first thing, first step in this shift, resilient skill building for the present strength, the portion of strength that you have right now in preparation for your next. I want you to write down Three who goals. Who are you going to be as a woman, as a leader, as an influence, in your job, in your home, with your family, in your relationships, in your assignment? Who are you going to be? Three statements. That start off explaining who that person is so that you will remember when you find yourself making the mistake or sliding back, your statement will be, does that person do that? And then the next thing I want you to think about is, are you changing too many things at once? <laughs> we as human beings, we want to have the checklist. We want to be able to check all these things off and to be able to get to a point where we have all of our ducks in a row and I have done this, I've accomplished that. But when you are trying to change too many things at one time, it is not sustainable. It will be the small, incremental, consistent thing, the small thing that you do every day, each and every day that you may add one more thing onto. In James Clear's book, The Atomic Habit, he gives one example of someone who wanted to change their health. They were committed to a new healthy lifestyle. And so they were changing their food. They were going to the gym. They were drinking more water. They were trying to get more sleep. It was too many things that were unrealistic and not sustainable all at once. And this might sound radical, (laughs) and you may not believe it, but he identified and said, pick one thing. And the concept was, okay, so movement. If you start with movement, then it's not going to the gym five days a week for half an hour. You actually start as small as putting on your shoes going to the gym, walking around, and then going home. Yep. You do that day after day because first you have identified yourself as a healthy, strong individual that is here to leave a legacy of health as the wealth that you leave to others. That is who you are. Now you are just building the routine and the habit that supports that identity. So you put your shoes on and you go to the gym and you walk around and you leave because you are beginning the habit of going to the gym. And after you've done that for a week, you go to the gym and you'll stay for five minutes. You'll walk on the treadmill for 5 minutes and then you leave. You are building consistency of your presence at the gym. The next week you'll add on and say 10 minutes. But you're just doing that to because you are shaping now your habits to align with the identity and you are creating the consistency in small incremental wins that your brain and your body accumulates, take stock in and gives you that pat on the back to keep you motivated to do more. So if you wanna know more (laughs) About that process, I encourage you, is a great book on change and sustainable habits, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And ultimately, in the middle of the process, it's not all or nothing. Every day, you are doing your very best for that day. And give yourself grace You are not pursuing perfection. You are just pursuing progress. And each step is strength. (laughs) Strength is not just held for the end achievement. It is found in each step of standing up and putting the shoes on. That's strength. Strength. Strength is looking yourself in the mirror and saying who you are, who you want to be, getting honest about the gap that's between the two, and then doing the small incremental work each day to show up as the person God has called you to be. So there was another question (laughs) that came through. Erica asked, you start to become numb when it's hit after hit, even with the blessings in between. But how do you know when enough is enough? Or do you keep pushing and praying or when it's how will you know when it's time to regroup know it's time to change strategies, go in a different direction, not only for the person, but even if it's just for your own sanity. So I'm going to first challenge you, Erica, to ask yourself this first question. Am I trying to control something that is not within my control? So I want you to do this task in your quiet time. I'll walk you through it now, but I want you to find a quiet space, giving yourself grace, standing in the strength of the moment of looking for and exploring traits and character of who God is calling you to be there is strength in just this moment. And so this task is called circles of control. I want you to take a piece of paper. You're going to draw one really large circle on the paper. Then I want you to draw a second circle just slightly smaller inside that circle. And then you're drawing one more circle Just smaller than that circle, that second circle, inside that second circle. So you have circle inside of a circle inside of a circle drawn on the piece of paper. And I want you to think about what's stressing you out. And in the outermost circle, write the things that you have zero or very little control over in association with that thing. I want you to actually stand in a moment of resilient strength and get honest with yourself and write out in that largest circle, that outer circle, with that stress thing, what don't you have control over? Then in the middle circle, I want you to write the things that you can have some influence on, um, but you don't have entire control over. You can influence the thing, but you can't control it. But in that innermost circle, the smallest circle, I want you to write the things you actually can have entire control over. You actually could have the most control over these things in association with that stress. And then step back and take a resilient stance. And which circle do you tend to think about the most when you're feeling worried? Yeah. I know, don't be mad at me, (laughs) but it's a truth moment. The same way I had to actually assess the data when I wanted this or I was stressed out about that, the things that I felt I wanted to be able to change, I had to have a resolute moment, a resilient stance And actually look in the mirror and say, which circle do I tend to think about the most when I'm feeling worried? And then ask, how much room is that stress taking up in your life? (sighs) What of that room? (laughs) What of it? is actually associated with your assignment, your fear, your guilt, their issue. (laughs) You know, there are five things that you actually, none of us, there are five things that as human beings on this planet, we cannot control in life. What people think of you, what other people do, what happens around you, The outcome of your efforts, the passage of time, you cannot control these things. I'll say them again. What people think of you, what other people do, what happens around you, what the outcome of your efforts and the passage of time. If we get honest with ourselves, how much or how many of those five things do we actually spend a whole lot of time trying to control? And it musters up a whole lot of stress and depletes us of a whole lot of energy and we find ourselves exhausted. You know what? Strength in standing in the moment is actually saying or asking, is it time to let go of what you cannot control and focus on what you can do today? And I'm not saying that it's easy and I'm not saying that it will feel good and I'm not even saying that it won't be scary. But what aren't you doing, because that stress is taking up so much room, what aren't you doing that this thing, this situation, this stress, this person, this circumstance is taking up so much room that it is actually choking that thing out. What aren't you doing? Because that thing is taking up too much room and it's actually time for you to do it. I know. I know. I I, I didn't promise that I wouldn't step on toes. I just asked Do you have any questions? (laughs) Oh, we're running out of time. So let me try and get to Kyla. Kyla asks, how do you avoid feelings of failure during seasons of what feels like a lack of movement or growth? So my first response, Kyla, honestly, is I'm going to challenge you to redefine your feelings, and what you're telling yourself about the word failure. There's this quote that I use oftentimes to hold myself accountable when I'm in that mental loop. Remember that insanity thing? (laughs) There's a quote that says, failure was temporary, not fatal. Failure contained lessons to be learned, not condemnation. And I could move past it and on to the next thing, waiting for me along the road, the next dream. So I'm actually going to challenge you, even in the middle of your question, is how can you begin to redefine failure? Failure isn't a thing we need to be afraid of. What if we shifted and actually questioned what is possible now that this has happened? Even in this moment, when it doesn't look like what you thought it was or you made that mistake or that was taken away or this person didn't do what they were supposed to do or that unexpected thing happened and you didn't want it and it has caused that word failure to come up to your lips, what if you reframed your thinking instead of getting caught up in the loop of what you didn't get and ask yourself, what is possible now that that has happened? Shift that possibility. Failure isn't something we need to be afraid of. We actually can use some of the most innovative things come out of a place that we can embrace as a failure. So as I wrap it up, I don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about a question that came from Chanel um, because I remember very early on in my journey of launching Living Strong. And many times when I have been given big assignments, this very question comes up for me. How do you overcome the imposter syndrome as you embark on a new journey with God that God has equipped you for? (laughs) All right. Now, Chanel is my good, good friend. So I'm getting ready to step on your toes only because I had to learn this in my own resilient journey. When I look at your question, the first thing I ask back to you is, what do you believe about how you got the promotion or who gave you the opportunity? Did you do it or did God open the door? Because you said he prepared you and equipped you for it. What do you believe about how you got it? Get honest with yourself about that thing. And if God did it, check his track record. Has he ever set you up before? We've had a long, long friendship and gone through ups and downs together. So I ask you that question from an honest place in my heart. And when you sit with your answer to that question, I want to also lean in and ask you, who are you comparing yourself to? You see, imposter syndrome is tied to comparison, And honestly, and I learned this from my branding coach who absolutely started me on my journey of launching Living Strong, of taking risk, of jumping out there. I remember sitting on a bench and I was quaking and talking with her about how I don't know what I'm doing. How could I possibly do this? I'm not ready. This is not, oh, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. And I was talking to her as she is a multi-million dollar entrepreneur with global success. And she was honest with me and she said, you know what? There are oftentimes I don't know how to do a thing. I'm not sure how a thing is going to come out. There have been moments when I've been standing on the stage and an innovative idea comes to me at that moment that I share. So I'm going to challenge you that when we are worried about imposter syndrome and whether or not we're going to um, stack up to what other people expect or what other people are doing or are they going to discover something about me? 90% of the time, they, those, those people (laughs) are just doing the best they can do too. (laughs) And so you have to decide who do you want to be in the space, not compared to anybody else. Who do you want to be in the space? And will a mistake define your right to be there? Is that space actually asking you to be perfect or intentional? What is your motivation for being there? And this one is the one that pushes me forward as I enter into rooms that I know no one else in the room is going to look like me. They probably have already written a script about who they think I am. (laughs) And I'm not sure if I'm going to be big enough, strong enough, loud enough, or can sustain enough. But I think about who is depending on you to stop thinking about you and focus on doing the right thing by them. I know. I shared this once before, and I'll close with this. I had the privilege of being able to be um, on a part of a panel for Senator Vincent Hughes's um, uh, group that goes into schools, middle schools all around Philadelphia. And I was assigned to a middle school class. And these were some wise middle schoolers. They came up with Questions I actually asked them, where's the script of questions? And they said, what script? We're just asking you questions. And when I tell you these middle schoolers came with it, I had explained what I do, how I um, work and navigate through trauma with students, with parents, with um fellow educators with leaders and organizations, and I often am standing in the intersection between trauma and race, social justice and equity work. And I'm oftentimes in 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 a space where I am pushing forward. One of the middle schoolers raised her hand and she said, That sounds really hard. (laughs) Why do you keep doing it? And I looked at her little brown face and I had a reckoning moment that I have to stand fortified and strong in the portion of strength God has given me today to remain consistent. And I looked at her and said, I keep doing it because I remember faces that look just like you, because oftentimes I am in places where if I'm not there, you're not represented and your voice won't be heard. So I don't have the option of shrinking back or feeling small or thinking small. But my resolve is tied to my resilience and my strength isn't just focused on the change I want to see, but the strength I have to be in that moment. I know I may have stepped on some toes, and I hope some of it was of value to you. But as we do these Ask Dr. V, each quarter, I just want to share parts of me, parts of my journey, parts of my truth, parts of the faith that has gotten me through and the grace of the God that keeps me standing. So... I hope that this has blessed you because your questions have blessed me, and I hope you'll join me right back here again, same time, same place, <laughs> right here on the flip side. I'll see you then.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Virda Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.